Hi there, and welcome to the Nordic Natural Beauty Podcast. In this podcast, we share all things Nordic and natural, such as Nordic skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind-the-scenes stories. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button so you won't miss the coming episodes. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Nordic Natural Beauty Podcast. My name is Sato Mäkinen and I'm the founder of the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, the first of its kind beauty challenge showcasing the incredible 100% natural cosmetics from the Nordic countries. We are now on our second season of the podcast where we're getting to know the brands and the people behind some of the nominee products of the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards 2021. Today I'm chatting with Kristin Alisher the founder of the Danish beauty brand Honning Perla. In this episode, we'll dive into the world of beekeeping as well as producing cosmetics. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Very nice to have you on the Nordic Natural Beauty podcast. And so nice that you could take the time and, and chat a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. It's really nice. If we would start a little bit from your background, what have you done in life and what's your story, basically? Um, originally, I'm German. I've been living in Denmark for the last uh, 14 or 15 years. I have uh, been working in the hotel industry for the last 20 years. That's basically my background. And oh, by the way, Sadu, my name is Christine. Um, <laughs> I own the company uh, Honing Perla, which I started in uh, 2019. <laughs> the thing is that uh, I always wanted to have my own company, but I never had an idea. Five years ago, I uh, started as a beekeeper. And because uh, <laughs> in that club, there were only these older beekeepers uh, with their lip balms and creams and uh, homemade and handmade. I just thought that uh, why shouldn't I modernize this tradition of homemade and handmade and uh, just find something which is visually attractive and a small, a simple product which everybody can use and bring it on the market. So this was actually the very first idea in 2019. And a year later, actually, <laughs> the product was there. It was only a lip balm, but uh, I never wanted to produce or develop things which people actually don't need. I always went for stuff which people can use and uh, it makes sense. That's why the lip balm with only clean ingredients, that's the concept, clean ingredients and as few as possible. No fillers, no preservatives. Yeah. Where did you start being interested in beekeeping? I understand this is your first thing that got you into the natural world, so to say. So the thing is that uh, in Denmark, we also have a little bit longer winters and darker days. So I got uh, the idea to do something which um, the people around me actually don't do. Something different, something else for a change. And I came up with beekeeping, which is quite unusual for my age. Because when I joined the club of beekeepers in my area, I was the youngest. And uh, the average age is still around 60 or 70 so everybody there had all these kinds of like amazing products you know like with beeswax and honey and all their natural care products and i asked them why don't you sell them like in stores like i mean that would be amazing 
But then they said it's too cost effective and it's not worth all the work and effort. And I said, okay, wow, maybe I want to do that. But 10,000 lip balm products already on the market. So I had to be, you have to be a little bit more creative if you want to put um, a lip balm on the market where you compete actually with uh, yeah, hundreds and hundreds of other lip balm and more known companies. And then I got creative, I guess. And uh, again, I wanted to have a product which basically doesn't exist or it exists, but not in the same design. So that took me quite a while, I think around a year or something. Yeah. Would you like to tell a little bit more about the beekeeping part? Because it's quite interesting. What do you actually do and what are the benefits and things like this? Yeah. So beekeeping is not a whole year. It's only a season. It starts usually in April, March, April, May, and it finishes uh, September, late August, September. And uh, it is kind of uh, a yoga a natural yoga <laughs> if you can say it like that because as soon as you're you know you're opening the beehive and uh, you just focus on these bees there's nothing else there are like uh, 30 40,000 bees around you it's like you're completely gone and suddenly one or two hours are gone and and you're just so relaxed afterwards and that helped me a lot actually uh, during a stressful period i had for example and um, benefit, of course, it's that you are harvesting, you know, the honey, which is amazing. Three times a year you can do that, actually. Mm. Yeah, then you have the beeswax, mm -hmm, which I use for my products. That sounds so fascinating. Were you ever afraid of bees? I guess not. Yeah, the thing is that uh, that's also a thing because I usually do things I'm afraid of or I have a lot of respect for. Mm. And uh, that was one thing. And uh, as soon as I overcome my fears, you know, then, you know, I feel better. It's just a thing. And uh, that was the same with the bees. I have a lot of respect, but uh, you have, I mean, the thing is, the funny thing with bees is that they actually teach you how you should behave. The thing is, they can smell right away if you, for example, dyed your hair or you smoke, or you drink alcohol or something, they don't like these smells. So um, they might stick you. That's an interesting information I didn't know about. <laughs> they can smell the chemicals. And also if you, uh, for example, you have cancer, you have this chemotherapy, you can't be in the bees anymore because they can smell the chemicals. So they would kind of be um, getting a little bit aggressive. All right, very interesting. Uh, we can talk a little bit about the products that you make. You have also one product nominated in the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards this year. So congratulations of that. So would you like to tell a little bit what kind of products you make and, and so on? Yeah. So I started uh, with the lip balm, which is also in the competition now. But from there, I um, developed products which people need or wanted because the lip balm, it turned out that pregnant uh, women or people who can't tolerate, you know, chemicals in, you know, products, they started using my lip balm for their elbows and for their stomach and for all kinds of dry areas on the body. And I was like, what? I mean, that's just not possible. I mean, the thing is, you know, the lip balm, the thing is, the packaging is grass paper. It's not plastic. 
So you can see, you know, the marks when whenever they use it a little bit differently, you know, I mean, it, it gets kind of fatty and stuff like that. And it was like, what? That's not possible. But they said, but your lip balm is so good for all these dry areas. And uh, we just use it like every day. And it's like, aha. Uh -huh. And so I actually uh, developed a, a body balm bar out of that because it was more practical. The thing is, I avoid developing products with water because you don't need to uh, use preservatives just naturally. You don't have to. So that's also an advantage that other people who really can't tolerate any kind of preservatives or chemicals in the products can use my products and they find me, believe me, they find me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also other people that, you know, you don't necessarily need a sensitivity to use natural products, of course. Could use them from the beginning with, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's also because they look nice, you know, the color, it's like a light yellow. And that's also important for me that my products look like their ingredients. I don't use like color additions or I don't color them my products. I mean, they look like beeswax and uh, the uh, calendula oil I usually use in my products. That's the thing. I don't use anything else. The body scrub I developed from there was because one of my colleagues, she, uh, she used scrub with salt and that was too harsh for her skin. And I said, why don't you use scrub with sugar? And she said, ah, and then uh, I developed the fast thing. And uh, it turned out that people don't know this. They are used to the, not a solid form, but um, the fluid. And I was like, why don't you know this? But, but they say, we have never seen it before. And it's so practical. You, it's just so nice. And uh, your skin feels much better when they use the other scrubs, they can feel the difference because they use my products and their product they always use. And they said, uh, Christine, there, there is a difference. I don't know why, but uh, it feels different. So it's much better. But again, in these products, I also don't use any preservatives or anything which can irritate the skin, actually. So yeah, I suppose that's a big difference because in in many conventional products, there are a lot of fillers and extra ingredients that are not necessary either, and they can they can sensitize as well. And I think that's uh, kind of fascinating. I think, and the heart shape, for example, is actually uh, it's a nice thing. It's a nice touch. But actually, I use the heart shape because you can hold it in your hand much better. It's nice. Oh yeah, that makes sense as well. Yeah, that's true. And the products are as big as your palm. So it's it's a really nice thing. It's a nice addition I made by coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about if we talk a little bit about the ingredients that you use? So you use your own honey and beeswax, yeah. but um, tell a little bit more about them, what they do to your skin and, and so on. Yeah. I use actually only in my lip balm a little bit of honey. And that's because honey contains water. And if you have too much honey, then the grass paper I use for my lip balm would get, uh, I mean, you can't use that much honey in my lip balms because of the container, you know. In uh, my other products, I use only beeswax. I don't use honey. And that's just because honey, it's sticky, you know, and it's actually not a quite a nice feeling when you put it on your skin and you have a sticky feeling afterwards. So I've actually used beeswax for the most part. And then I use uh, shea butter and uh, calendula oil. 
and uh, olive oil and uh, a vegetarian uh, soap base, which is Cosmos certified. All my ingredients are certified, of course. Yeah, well, that's a nice one. Not everybody has this quality ingredients, so. Yeah, and uh, it's also because I work together with a company who um, controls and certifies my products, actually, yeah, so that I can sell it on the market officially. And they know what I stand for. So every time I find another ingredient, they tell me, uh, Christina, I think you should uh, start looking for a new one because this doesn't fulfill your requirements. And I was like, okay, which requirements <laughs> do I have? And then they, they know exactly what I'm looking for in terms of like Honing Perla, you know, my company and what I want to stand for. So they know exactly how my ingredient should be in order to that, I can fulfill my vision of being super clean and uh, a good product. Yeah. So quality ingredients and very few ingredients as well, just the functioning ones, the active ingredients. Would you like to tell a little bit deeper about each of them? Like what do they do, what they're good for and so? Yeah. So basically the oils, they are there for moisturizing. And uh, I found out that uh, olive oil, for example, is a very old kind of oil and uh, it has been on the market like forever everyone used it the greeks used it for all kinds of things you can't basically you can't do anything wrong with olive oil but then i found out that calendula oil there are no clinical statistics but uh, it helps even more the skin to regenerate and to moisturize and that's amazing. That's kind of fascinating, that oil, I think. And it goes amazingly perfectly with uh, shea butter. Not all oils and butters in combination are perfect together. So it also took me a while to find the perfect oil going together with the shea butter and the beeswax in combination. But uh, calendula oil works perfectly for mine. Definitely beeswax is to prevent the skin from drying out, keeps the moisture. Yeah, that's basically it. And of course, honey, even in small portions, they help to um, kind of heal. It's just antibacterial. It's just a, a small, natural all-rounder for your skin, actually. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good about honey to being like a miracle ingredient on skin. It, yeah, thank you. A miracle ingredient. Thank you. <laughs> and the beeswax is amazing that you also produce it yourself. So you can have the feeling to it, how it is and... It's my own beeswax, but I do not have that many beehives. So I also buy it from local um, beekeepers. So everything is local here. Yeah, and also you, you belong to this club of beekeepers. So I'm sure you find a lot of local ones from there. Um, where can people find your products at the moment? I know you're quite new as a brand as well. So Yeah. I'm quite new. Um, I do have my homepage, which actually started out as a uh, information site, if you want to call it like that. I never actually had the idea of developing into that size or like a company company, but I rather wanted to use my homepage as an information page for people to find out more about clean and natural products. It turned out there is quite some interest and uh, now I'm actually developing my homepage together with another company who's helping me in that and it's honingperla.dk that's my homepage at the moment where I also have a web shop where people can uh, take a look at the other products I have and uh, I'm also on Instagram 
because I do have visual products and Instagram is a nice platform showing that and all the instructions and how to use them and um, all the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I will note all the links on the show notes so anyone interested can just click there easily and get to your pages to know more about this as well. I wanted to talk a little bit about because your packaging is very special. So would you like to share a little bit about that one? Yeah. So again, it started out with the idea not to be like anyone else. Having a product which you can find a hundred of times on the market, but just something else, something, something else. And uh, I found the packaging of the lip balm, for example, it took me um, seven months to find that special thing. <laughs> and it, it's just because in Denmark, we do have high restrictions using this kind of containers, uh, if you want to call it, you know, the packaging or containers. So the thing is that there are a lot of uh, restrictions for that in Europe, that your container or your packaging should not have these kind of uh, fluorides or fluorines or what you call it inside and in Denmark it's even higher the restriction or the limit so I can't just buy my packaging in China for example so I found a company like I said after seven months and it took me quite a while yeah and then um, the design like the writing you know around your lip balm or your packaging you can just have a label print out a printing thing and again, I, I wanted to do something else, be different. And I found out that you can actually print on my packaging, which is not an easy thing to do. You need to have an, a UV printer in order to that the color, you know, the writing doesn't soak in to the packaging. Mm. It, it's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> And then you also have a different system, of course, because since it's paper-based, it doesn't have the roll like many plastic ones have. So you need to apply it a bit differently. Exactly. And the thing is that it is, uh, again, not something which people are used to because, yeah, they just want to turn up the lip balm and use it. You have to push it up. So this requires also a kind of a little bit a different communication to people or marketing. So that's another a little challenge which you go through. Yeah, but I think it's quite simple actually, but you just have to get used to it, that's all. Exactly. And that's exactly what it is right now, yeah. I mean, people are also and also with the other products I have, the solid products, and it's first now people are aware of new things and new stuff, you know, and uh, cleaner products and there's a lot of uh, solid bars coming out now yeah absolutely i see it also from the awards side i see a lot of new products and new ways of making products pop up and like any of our habits we just have to get used to something new and go from there i can also see um a change in the uh, cosmetic industry i think it is um more in terms of the user the the people they demand a different product now they are not only looking on the design side or is it useful for me they want the whole package you know what i mean Satu? they want a cleaner product more healthy product they also would like in the same thing do something for nature and give something back and everything in one in one package they want you know i mean they would like to have a product which looks good which is useful 
and is clean and all these things, but not too fancy because they don't, uh, then they don't know what to do with it. But you can definitely see a change coming. Yeah. Yeah, I guess overall people are just more aware of also the issues in the beauty industry and they can see the possibilities to change. Yeah. But also um, the smaller companies like me, for example, and my <laughs> Honing Palette or also the, the people who are in the awards, you know, the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, they started out or they are small companies where they can take uh, or they can make uh, fast decisions in order to adjust to the market or what people would like to have and uh, develop things according to that and the needs. But uh, if you have the big companies, I mean, it takes a while when they go through all the changes or they have an idea, then it takes longer. So that could be an advantage for the small companies to get come through, you know, shine through. Yeah, absolutely. Smaller and even a little bit bigger, but as long as they are in the, in the brands and they can do the decisions themselves quite fast, then it's easy to react to things that happen in the world. How do you see the beauty industry moving in Denmark? How, how is it over there? You know, there are these pharmacies even, you know, because I'm focused a little bit on pharmacies at the moment, to be honest with all their clean and shiny products but they can at the same time see all these small like family companies coming through with all the ecological for example shampoo bars uh, soap bars and all this natural stuff which people are more likely to buy at the moment and uh, there's kind of a competition going on here at the moment where um, the small family shops like the web shops you know are more effective than the big companies like yeah even pharmacies and stuff like that and also these we have in, in danish health cost boutique healthy shops even those boutiques they can't make uh, these fast decisions in uh, okay if it's a chain for example they can't uh, do these fast decisions okay we just want to buy this brand I and mean, this brand this is trending right now mm -mm, they they can't do this so they're a little bit behind It's more the small online shops, for example, uh, which are shining through at the moment. Yeah. How is the awareness of people in Denmark at the moment? Are they interested in ecological or natural products? Or Definitely. They are really aware of and kind of demanding. And there's also a tendency to uh, go back to the local producer. And uh, they are more likely to support someone like me, small brand for example, rather than um, buying shampoo in a plastic bottle from a big store. <laughs> so. <laughs> so things are really changing compared to what it was years ago. Exactly, exactly. And the funny thing is they are also, um, not the funny thing, but what I'm aware of um, is that people are interested in stories. For example, they like that I'm a beekeeper and uh, I actually know what I'm doing, you know, and my products are authentic they can really see the person behind the product also when you look at my homepage, i mean you see me you you just don't see the product itself or a headline and and the text i mean you really can see the person and i think uh, this is also important for people right now or more and more that uh, they would like to see behind the scene yeah absolutely i feel people want more transparency in everything and when they see who's making it and what is made of directly then it's yeah 
because they um there's so many information out there and um people actually don't know whom to trust and what to buy anymore so um this is definitely a way to go to really show them that you're real you know i mean you really exist you're a real person and uh, and, uh, this is your story and it's authentic you know yeah it's amazing to hear your story and everyone's story in the nordics all over it's just amazing what you're doing and keep doing and and so on so my concept is not only uh using the beeswax and honey and stuff like that i mean it has always been uh, the thing that i give back to nature that means that i support our beekeeping club here in the area so that uh, i donate money actually i i don't do commercial for that i don't actually tell people that i do that it's my own thing it's just that uh, so the school classes you know the small students they can come to the bee club and see nature and see the bees and uh, how to treat them you know and um, learn more and be more aware of the things so this is what i uh, support so that the school classes are able, you know, to come by bus from the school into the bee club and see the nature. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. You're also teaching for the next generations to to do different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's uh, that's the older people though, yeah. It's not me myself. <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah, the older people they have time to do that. Yeah, and you have your business going on as well, so yeah 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 but uh but you need uh, a little bit uh yeah financial support in order to uh let the st- uh, school classes are coming to the club so i have these uh, bee flower seeds which i put in every package actually the thing is usually you get like a beauty recipe or something beauty advice uh, do your do it yourself kind of advice in in a package just to make it a little bit more fun but uh, for me it's important that everything uh, everybody can take part in giving something back to nature so that's why I put bee flower seeds in all my packages so even the smallest can take part in that yeah that's amazing because these flowers are special flowers for the bees is that correct exactly yeah like mostly like uh, sunflower okay then I have the Danish uh, <laughs> expressions for that <laughs> Yeah, um, but that's important for me too. Yeah, that's amazing that, you know, you, you can get amazing product and also seeds to give back to the nature as well. So Yeah, so it, it's kind of a circle for me. It's not a side or a part or something or one side or one part. It's it's a circle as I see it as a circle, yeah. Starting in nature and uh, finishing in nature. Perfect end statement there. But thank you so much for being in the in the podcast and telling your story. I thank you, Sato, <laughs> for being so patient. <laughs> Very lovely to chat with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nordic Natural Beauty Podcast. Make sure you have subscribed or you follow the podcast so you won't miss the coming episodes. If you know someone that would love to know more about the subjects that we're discussing in this podcast, please share this episode. We will keep sharing all things Nordic and natural, such as Nordic skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind-the-scenes stories. You can follow the Nordic Natural Beauty Journey also on our Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Pinterest pages, simply at Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, and on Twitter at NNB Awards. Until next week, bye-bye!